Hey, this is Ronja Kaminski from the Pinpricks. Greetings from Germany, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No. Somebody. Me. Lee Gerstman. Why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. All right, welcome to another edition of... Well, you know where you're at. I know where I'm at. I don't think Lee knows where he's at. But who do we have on the on the show today, Lee? Hi, we have Sonny Pooney. How are you doing, Sonny? I am good. I was saying earlier, uh, I don't think Lee and I are going to agree much because after his hate for Slippery One Wet, I almost <laughs> didn't answer the phone when Mark called. <laughs> well, that's smart. But part of the reason why I guess you're on is because you are smart. It's <laughs> different smart than me, but, but something will smart by the time this episode's done. Oh man, yeah, I've I've been I've been getting into your podcast, Growing Up Rock, and uh, what's the other one, the Kiss one? I keep forgetting because it's Kiss. What was it again? <laughs> <laughs> podcast Rock City. <laughs> I'm it's, just joking with you. I love seventies Kiss and some of eighties Kiss. How is it? No, no, I'm sorry. That's the other one you were on. What one was it, Sonny? So Growing Up Rock is five years old, and Podcast Rock City is nine years old. I am. That's a long podcast. Podcast Rock City, and and uh, I I've been enjoying it. Yeah, he doesn't enjoy ours too much, but he likes other people's podcasts. <laughs> Just jokingly. Sometimes. 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 Sometimes when I agree with him, he loves this podcast. <laughs> I like Mark like Freeform about as much as I like some of the others. I know it's cool, man. I'm just happy you're here, but uh, man, um. Oh. So, Sonny, I asked you if you wanted to be on the podcast, and you gave me a list of albums, and I picked Richie Cotts, and I hope Vince, Vincent Cabanon does not get mad at me, because he's a huge Richie, Cap, uh, Richie Cotts, and I almost said Richie Cabanon, Richie Cottson fan. Why'd you pick this album? I was surprised. I wanted to pick something you guys hadn't done yet, and, you know, I'm looking through, I'm like, they did Tony McAlpine and Tack. Matsumoto, but they haven't done Richie Cotton. Like, what the hell's going on with this podcast? <laughs> I, was, I was trying to save it for Vincent, but he's been very busy being a truck driver. So, <laughs> but uh, I still want to do the fifty for fifty with Vincent. Though. <laughs> that's gonna be a long one. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough yeah. album. Yeah, I tell people like I'm a huge Richie Cotton fan, top ten artist for me all time, but. Stuff like 50 for 50, obviously I have it, all that, that's not a problem. But if you're in love with Prince like I am, or Jeff Soto, Richie Cotson, they make it hard for you to be a fan because they are all over the place, right? So you got to be in love with pop. You got to love blues. You got to love R&B. You got to love rock. Otherwise, you can't hear it all. Yeah, that's, that's so true, man. Uh, Richie, uh, not Richie, uh, Lee, what do you think of uh, Richie Cotson? 
Um, some of his stuff I am not a fan of, but without giving too much away, I I listened to the album and I thought that this was a good pick to review. Nice. Yeah, as we get into this, I'll tell you how I got into Richie Cotts and, uh, I knew who he was from, like, um, what is it? What is he in? Poison? I didn't really care for that album that much. That was that kind of deep poison stuff. I like some songs off that. I miss Cece in the band. And then uh, Mr. Big and then uh, Winery Dogs. I never got into solo stuff. I didn't know he had solo stuff until somebody told me, and I'll get to that later. But uh, So um, how did you get into Richie Kotzen, uh Sonny? Uh, my introduction's also Poison, right? So I wasn't the biggest Poison fan. And, you know, you're in Tower Records, and they got music playing in the background as you're shifting through albums or whatever, looking for whatever you're looking for. And uh, I guess Native Tongue had just come out, and Until You Suffer Some is playing on the overhead speakers. And I'm like, okay, that's obviously Brett. Ugh. But who the hell is doing the backup vocals? Because that is completely different, right? And then, so I get the album... And I'm kind of listening through and just trying to concentrate on, like, the guitar playing and the backup vocal. And I'm like, okay, this guy's 10,000% better than Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels just shut up and let this guy sing. <laughs> so then, you know, I forget about it because it's poison. And then later on, I'm a big Mr. Big fan. And when Paul Gilbert left and there was talk about Richie Cotsman was going to join, I'm like, oh, I'm filling Paul Gilbert's shoes? I mean, now you're talking big shoes. And he did that well, and he was singing dual vocal with eric martin toe-to-toe -to -toe. lifelong fan ever since i'm like okay rabbit hole time gotta go find everything this dude has so i've been a huge fan since basically 99 when he joined mr Bay. what about you lee did you, when did you first hear of richie i think i first heard about him when he was subjected to me by people who wanted me to do albums on podcasts but <laughs> i um i i guess i of him uh, first when Eddie Trunk talked about um, you know setting him up with Billy Sheehan and Mike Portnoy for Winery Dogs and I guess I had heard him on some songs of Native Tongue by Poison because I never heard the whole album but I didn't really know much about him so I I heard of, I mean, I, I heard some of the music he was on, but then I decided to listen to all of Mr. Big's albums because I wanted to at least tell people, if I didn't think that they were all that great, that at least I had heard all their albums. So if they said, well, you just haven't heard all their albums, I'd say, well, I did hear all of their albums. So I didn't have that going against me. But I would say that uh, the first time that I really got into listening to some of his that I enjoyed was this album. Wow. Well, actually, Lee, you did on your uh, YouTube channel. What's your YouTube channel, Lee? Um, if, if you're going to tell me about something that I forgot that I did, then maybe I don't want to tell you what my... Well, you like the Smith Cotson album. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's very astute of you. Uh, my, my show is the Lee Gerstmann Show, 
And yeah, I heard the Smith Cotson album, uh, and that's sort of my bad for forgetting that I did that. But yeah, I heard that and I liked it. I think what it was was I thought this is probably going to be obscure enough where it might actually be good, even if it's not going to be obscure. But Adrian Smith and Richie Cotson, I thought since I like Adrian Smith a lot, I figured it would at least make it good. And then when I heard that he was not doing stuff that sounded like Iron Maiden, that made me even more interested. Even though I like what he did in Iron Maiden. But I thought, I'll listen to it. And I dug it. Yeah, and Smith sang on there with Richie. I was going, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even push you to listen to that album. I didn't even tell you about that album. Oh, no, you did I, it on your uh, own. I was like, damn, yeah, good, good job, that, Lee. You that that I, I can do stuff on my own. You can. You do a lot of stuff on your own. Some I like, some I don't. <laughs> yeah, and that's stuff on my some I like and some I don't, too. Yeah, you sometimes, you, uh, most of the time, you give me the albums that are good, and, and 10% you give me the albums I don't like. But, uh... And that's on purpose. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, Ace, um, Sonny, you know, when he went to Mr. Big, I didn't know he was in Mr. Big at this time because that's when I was like, I was like in a transition in the late 90s and with my grandma watching her with her dementia, my mom trying to take care of her. I had to quit work to help both of them. So I wasn't really doing music. I was just smoking a lot of weed and listening to what I already had because I didn't have money to buy shit. So uh, I went back and listened, because I love Mr. Big. I've always loved Mr. Big. I went back, and that song, Suffocation, my God, that is a fucking masterpiece <laughs> with the, with him and Eric doing dual lead vocals. My God, I love that song. Yeah, and I was, you know, I'm turning 30 as he's joining Mr. Big, and, you know, we had just gone through, what, seven, eight years of the music I was listening to dying off thanks to, you know, grunge and some other stuff happening at the same time. So I was kind of looking for anything that had a hint of the old. And when Mr. Big came back, I'm like, okay, this is close. It's not exactly what I was missing, but it's close enough. And I spent a lot of the late 90s, early 2000s uh, rabbit holing, stuff that I had not heard before from artists that I liked because there wasn't a lot of stuff that was coming out that I loved. Yeah, man, I'm going to do... a. A thing on 1999 albums with the uh, Black Spinner podcast that'll be out before. Well, this is gonna come out today. I'm gonna get this out today, and it's gonna be a bonus episode because I always try to put uh, killer guests on quicker. But uh, oh, thanks. Yeah, you'll be on tonight. <laughs> be sure and share. Uh, Lee doesn't, but that's okay, man. I love the guy. Uh, he does what he wants, and that's fucking awesome. But uh, yeah. I was like, dang, Richie Cotson, I didn't really care for him in Poison. I don't really like, I like, I like my dumb shit from Poison. You know, it's just fucking dumb, mindless shit that you just want to party to. You know, I like that shit. And I like my serious shit with Rush and Iron Maiden, you know. But I like my stuff where I don't have to think the about the lyrics, you know. So, that's fucking cool. But, let's get to this album, man. We get to the first oh. track. Which none of you guys picked. Damn. <laughs> Damn. So I had to pick it. 
So here's You Can't Save Me by Richie Cotson on the Free Form Rock. No, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm just doing something. Okay, well, no, I'll, you're I'll, fine. I'll, 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 be, I'll be talking in a few minutes or, or a few seconds. I know. I'm going into a, a song, minute. Lee. So, 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 so you talk and then I will tell you when i'm back on <laughs> all right so here's you can't save me by richie Cotson on the free Ford rock podcast Thank you. 
Okay, that was Richie Carson. You can't save me. What do you think about this song, uh, Sonny? Uh, there's just nothing to hate on this song, and I'm going to come off like a fanboy on some of the stuff I'm going to say because I am a fanboy, right? So you got emotion, you got vocal that absolutely sells the pain. That whole start with just the guitar and the vocals, awesome. You know, the song's about you think you got it easy, like you know all the stuff I had to sacrifice, and I'm sorry I suck, but. You know, it's kind of on you that you keep putting up with me, right? And I love the song. He says he's a happy guy. You read his lyrics and you hear his music. He does not seem like a happy guy, but whatever. That vocal change in the pre-chorus into the catchy chorus, that is a Richie Thompson staple. That if you listen to a lot of his music, it has a lot of that change the vocal at the pre-chorus, go into a catchy chorus that people will remember, and then that backing vocal scream at about the timestamp of about four minutes to top it off, dude, I absolutely love this song. Man, you're, you're so technical with your reviews. I, I listened to you guys on that Def Leppard thing, and I was like disagreeing with you on lots of it, but <laughs> it's okay. Man. You like what you like, man. I like the harmonies. I like fucking Motna Hoople and T Rex. <laughs> That's why I probably like New Def Leppard. But uh, Lee, what do you think of "You Can't Save Me"? It's like a heavier singer-songwriter ballad, with perhaps a few too many f bombs. <laughs> but musically, it's okay. It's a bit mellow and heavy, and I can get into it. But it's not groundbreaking in any way. But it's decent. Yeah, man, I love fuck your money, fuck your fame, fuck my life, I walk away, and fuck I love, fuck I'm sorry for anything I've ever done, you can't save me. I fucking, I just love his emotion in this, and this ain't fucking grunge, man, this is just somebody, it's like, I, I don't care for her, but Alanis Morissette, you know, this is him telling his feelings. I don't know if he went through a breakup on this album. But I don't know what the fuck happened on this, man. <laughs> this is just bluesy, full of soul. And uh, a friend of the show, Vincent Cavanaugh, like I said earlier, sent me this song and got me into this artist. This is like his 14th studio album. I never heard any of this shit until Vincent sent me this. Listen to this song, Mark. And I go, oh my God, I love Richie. How didn't I know he did this? Because I was in a fucking haze in the 90s with fucking weed and taking care of my grandma so it was like i didn't have money to buy music back then so i was like shit the only thing i bought i think was euphoria by uh def leppard uh but <laughs> and you wasted your money there too too bad okay <laughs> and then we get to the next song and let's see none of you guys picked this song misunderstood what do you think of this song uh sunny so this one's a little more upbeat right it's got a little more commercial appeal could be a radio song super emotional and this is where you you just start to realize i thought this guy was a guitar shredder and there's no riffs it's just songs uh, fuzz pedals getting to work out a little bit during that little short guitar solo but i guess when you record everything yourself you don't got to worry about giving the guitarist time and the bass player time and the drummer time you can do basically what you want and so it ends up a little more coffee house right almost americana almost singer songwriter which i don't got any problem with it because i love it what do you think about it lee this one has the same tempo and vibe as the last song and i could chill to it the guitar solo has some energy so it picks up for a few seconds 
But overall, even though it's a heavy ballad, it's more relaxing than heavy, which I don't mind. But yeah. it's not on my list of great standout tracks. But I'm okay with it. Yeah, he's like the, the white boy prince. This guy can make a whole album without needing anybody <laughs> in the fucking studio with him. And, uh, well, Joe Satriani, except Joe's, Joe can't sing. <laughs> so, but uh, this is freaking... He can't now write a song, but uh, that's another thing. Well, this starts off... This one starts off with... Uh, it changes, then goes back and forth. Changes his voice. Ear candy to me. The guitar solo is really good. So, Sing-along chorus, again. He did a killer break. I, I think he went through a breakup on this song, man. It's fucking angry, and I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking angry on this album, man. It's like, fuck you, bitch. I hate you. <laughs> you know, this is, like I said, I'm comparing this to Alanis Morissette with You Oughta Know, <laughs> you know, with Dave Coulier. <laughs> this is fucking, fuck you. I wonder if the girl he was with at this time understood like Dave did with Alanis Morissette. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, I fucked up that chick. Oh shit, I fucked up Richie. But uh, let's get to the next track, Fear. What do you think about this, Sonny? So, first talking about this whole breakup thing. So, he's been he's been interviewed and has said, I am not an unhappy guy. But then you listen to a lot of his music and a lot of his lyrics and it comes off like he's very, very angry. So I don't know if he's using it as therapy, right? Like he's not angry anymore because he kind of left it on the album maybe. I don't know. Um, fear. So here's what I think is happening with Richie at, on his solo stuff. So when he started in the late eighties, he was releasing guitar shredder albums on shrapnel. And I think what he was looking at, he's looking at on MTV going, all right, I don't even know if the half these guys are on MTV or serious. And I can't do that because that isn't who I am. So I guess I'll just stick the guitar shredder route. When grunge came and had the ability to put that like fuzz tone to a down-tuned guitar and some angst in the vocal, I think he saw a way to release vocal music. And like this fear, like this could be on Soundgarden's Super Unknown. Okay. Like the vocal is very Chris Cornell. You hear, they were talking about him uh, being the singer in Soundgarden after Chris died. And he's like, hell no, I'm not doing that. What are you guys, nuts? So it's, I think he found his way. And dude, this bridge where he says, my mind tricked my mind, my soul sold my soul, my heart broke my heart, I'm wasted and I'm aced, wasted through my fear. That's unique. And that's the kind of stuff that I love about Richie. Yeah, man, those are some killer deep lyrics, man. And yeah, man, nobody could replace Chris Cornell. They need to make it a new band, you know, just have those three guys in there. Even though Matt Cameron's doing freaking Pearl Jam right now, but... uh I think they should freaking do something, but just call it a different band. Like Rush should do Rush, do Rush, but not Rush. You know? Yeah. Uh, because uh, Alex Lifeson's solo albums suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my God, Victor and Envy of None. What are you thinking, dude? <laughs> Getty Lee made the best solo album. My perfect headache. My God, <laughs> you suck. All right. <laughs> and what do you think about this song, Lee? This started with the same similar vibe as the first two tracks, but halfway through it gets really good. And I'm thinking this might be Richie Kotzen's version of Robin Trower's Twice Removed from Yesterday album, with a bit of Joan Osborne singer-songwriter elements thrown in. This song I quite liked. 
Yeah, I like both. I like Joan Osborne and Robin Trower. So that's a that's a good analogy there. Wow. Uh, this is such ear candy. The rhythm is really going on this album. Fucking awesome. This is kind of like the title track because he he talks about uh, into the black in the song. Um, this is very rootsy rock with a lot of soul killer track in these lyrics. And I fear I finally reached the end. And I feel like I'm gone again, gone again. Fear, I know it's never going to end. It's like, dude, this guy had to go through a fucking breakup. Come on, man. <laughs> this guy is lying. This is a breakup album, man. I wonder who, what girl fucked him up. I and mean, he needs to talk about it. Eddie Trunk, get on this shit. <laughs> and this, you know, this is the, first, the only album that he had a parental advisory on it because of the first song, You Can't Save Me, where he says, fuck a lot. So that's pretty cool. I love this song, man. And then we get to the next song, which is The Shadow. And none of you picked this. So The Shadow, what do you think about this one, Sonny? Yeah, what I like about this one is the kind of way each verse begins, right? So it just kind of starts with a guitar and a vocal, then the bass joins in, then the drum joins in, and then it kind of builds to the chorus and comes back down. Richie does a lot of that in his solo stuff. Again, he's doing all the stuff, so he doesn't really got to worry about it. But a lot of what I think is going to happen with Richie is he's going to end up being somebody that's covered in 2030, 2040 <laughs> by their James Bay or their Ed Sheeran. They're going to take a Richie song and make it a number one hit, and people are going to figure out who Richie is maybe after he's gone or by the time he's 70 years old. Like, But these are the guys that are just basically squeaking out a living, and they're good with it. They don't want to be, and they can't be. It's too late now to be multimillionaires. These guys don't have money using out. But I guess if you get to do what you want to do, then it's not so bad. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny because I said, love my podcast now before I'm dead. <laughs> I put a post up like that today. <laughs> so I, I want to see your love now. I don't want to, I don't want to, I won't know about it when I'm dead. So love it. Yeah. Like, give me some downloads. But uh, Lee, what do you think of the song? The Shadow? Yeah. Well, here he's going for writing something in the Jeanette Napolitano mode. But he should have picked Joan Osborne instead because I don't like this song's melody. It has that achingly annoying heart on its sleeve singing I can't stand. Aside from a good guitar solo lasting only a few seconds, this song is completely skippable. I don't dig it. I love the bass that's going on, which is Richie playing it, and the drums, his voice is butter. He is like, like I said earlier, he's like Prince. He could play everything great and this is all him on this album it fucking rules i love it but uh, i like everything right lee i didn't want to have to say that because i said it way too often but you're proving it right now all right man but but i haven't liked everything because there's a couple albums you gave me that i didn't like so yes but those are the ones you should have <laughs> i tried <laughs> you are very trying i try a lot Seriously, but then we get you, to you try you you try more than you do. I try more than I do. All right, man. And then we get to the next I, song. I, with, so tears, tears. I love that song by Rush. And then we get to the next song. I, I'm saying cheers. Oh, I thought you said tears. All right. And then we get. Well, to the, I might have those two later, but not now. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. I'm. But I don't want to make you cry, Lee. <laughs> and then we get uh, to the. 
get to the next song, which uh, Sonny picked, Doing What the Devil Says to Do. So here's Doing What the Devil Says to Do on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was doing what the devil says to do. Why'd you pick this track, Sonny? So one of the reasons that I love the music that I love is it connects to me. And man, this song is literally pages out of my personal diary. Like it super connects to me. Like I could just close my eyes and just listen. And if I think I'm having a great day or I'm better than everybody, it puts me right back to reality. The song is totally who I am. I love the vocal delivery that's part blues, part rock, part gospel, part pain. That little 30-second solo absolutely fits. That 37 seconds at the end absolutely fits. There is no reason for Lee to hate this song. Lee, why do you hate this song? Just joking. What, um, what do you think about it? Uh-oh. Well, at first this song was great. It had that Neil Young down by the river hook in it, and I thought it was going to be the best song on the album so far. But then it suddenly turns into the Mark Cone walking in Memphis type of song, <laughs> and it bothered me. The solo was really good, but Richie Carson could have kept the song going in the Neil Young vein and stayed away from the Mark Cone stuff. Uh. So overall, this song is not one I enjoy. I agree with you about Mark, Mark Cohn, and that guy is still playing. He's playing down the street in a couple weeks. <laughs> I'm not going to go see him. Uh, I just saw L.A. Gunge even last for, night. Um, even, if some, even if he was, even for $2? Well, he's not playing for $2. He's playing for $35. No, I'm saying if someone gave you $2 and a free ticket. I would go. Okay, I would take the... I would say make it $3, and then I would go for a minute. All right, man. But uh, this is what I think about the song. He's a great bassist. Also with his guitar ink. Wow. This is a masterpiece of an album so far. Has a groove and emotion. He has soul in his voice. This is, song, again, has great lyrics. Oh, man. I Like he wrote, I'm just doing what the devil says to do. You can't tell me he was in the dark. You know. Whatever. This song fucking rules. I love it. This has so much soul in his voice. I don't understand why you don't like his... You know, you don't see his... Feel, but I know you don't like blues that much, Lee. So maybe this is why... There's a no, I don't like poppy crap. <laughs> this isn't poppy. Pop doesn't... This isn't fucking Britney Spears, dude. <laughs> yes, it is. Listen to the chorus. My God. Dude, Britney Spears could never... Well, she doesn't write songs, but she could never sing a song with this much soul in it. I'll put it to you like this. Soap is not the same as castor oil, but you don't want to drink either. Oh, dude, I used to drink freaking castor oil when I cussed. Ugh. I'm talking about in major big quantities. Yeah, no way. <laughs> get this this is not at all like Britney Spears, but it's not at all I said there are parts that I liked, but then he changed the song and I thought why did he have to change? It's like a guy at a party who wears a suit and he's considered the coolest guy at the party and in the middle of the party he puts on a woman's dress. It's like no, <laughs> keep on your suit. 
Hey, man, hey, hey, I don't mind if people put on a woman's dress. They like to do that. Let them do it. <laughs> but what I mean is, like, if, if, if you're trying to, um, you know, have, have a cool, well, or, or something, something that where someone does something completely different that changes it and, and, and it doesn't seem right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I know the next two songs you liked because you picked them. So let's let's start with do. Uh, let's start with till you put me down on the Freeform Rock podcast. <laughs>
That was till you put me down. Why did you pick this track, Lee? Now, first, before I go on, I'll say, don't worry, Sonny, even though I was yelling on the first half of the review, this you're going to get sweetly. But, but anyway, now this song gets it right. It has totally a Robin Trower feel to it, and the solo is great, and the song is consistently good all the way through. This is one of the best tracks on the album. What do you think about it, uh, Sonny? Yeah, you finally get a real guitar riff, right? So if you're a rocker and you're looking for a guitar riff, you get it. Bass lines are cool. It's got the blues feel. He is a huge Hall of Notes fan because he was born in Philadelphia. So that, hey, you get it, that 316 mark, that's all Hall of Notes. And you get a great guitar solo with feeling. So you finally hear the guitar skills. And if you're a Richie Kotzen fan from the Mr. Big days, then you're waiting for that and you finally get it. Yeah, oh my, <laughs> smoking with the guitar intro. Felt some uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan on that <laughs> freaking beginning. This song, the guitar is killing it, bass is killing it. This song is on fire, eargasm solo, he goes off, ear candy, love this song. This is my favorite off the album so far. But it was already picked, so I, I picked the other song. <laughs> so, this is a great pick, Lee. I give you kudos for that, brother. All right. I'm curious which one you picked when we get to it. We already did. You can't save me, the first track. Oh, okay. Because you were offline at that time, so you didn't hear me. <laughs> no, I was there, but I was doing something. You were ignoring me. That's what you were doing. I, No, I just turned the volume down um, just, for, just, just for a little tiny bit. All right. Then we get to the next song, and Lee picked this one, too. Sacred Ground. So here's Sacred Ground on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Um. My face shaking.
Okay, Lee, you picked two songs in a row, man. Why did you pick this track? I guess it's because he put two really good songs in a row together. Well, this is a great 80s type of metal song. If Def Leppard's Pyromania sounded like this, <laughs> it would have been a great album. <gasps> song Smokes. It's another one of the best songs on the album. I'm offended by that Def Leppard comment, but uh, Sonny, what do you think about it? Instead of having Robert Mutt Lang co-write them, they could have had Richie Hodson co-write all the songs, and it would have been good. <laughs> so what do you think about it, Sonny? So you get a second song where it's like, yes, I'm about to, I'm supposed to be a guitar shredder. You guys happy? Da-da-da-da-da, whatever. Um, tribal with the drums, which I love. That vocal change at the pre-chorus, again, always gets me. And then you have to listen for it. But what will happen is, every once in a while, he'll throw in keyboard accents. Just And you won't know what you're hearing that's different if you're not listening for it. But it sounds different in the song, even though the melody stayed the same. right? So kind of does it about the middle of the song. But yeah, just like you said, Mark, there's a lot of dark topics here. Extreme self-doubt. There's a lot of angst. There's obviously breakup or whatever. I don't know if he's singing about himself. I don't know if he's singing about somebody else. It's just that whatever's coming through, the emotion's coming through, and that's cool. I know this This album is emo without being emo. <laughs> I'm like, damn, dude. This ain't grunge. This is like rock. Like an emotional rock. And I freaking love this song. And uh, he... he the, the song comes in pumping. This guy's voice is so good, like you mentioned Chris Cornell. And I said, he reminds me a lot of Chris Cornell, but he has a different vibe to him. But uh, I never heard one person comment how good his vocals are. Ever. Nobody's ever talked about Richie Cotson as a vocalist. I have no idea why. This guy has a lot of soul and emotion in his voice. You could feel it coming through the speakers. And all they talk about is his guitaring. They don't talk about his voice, and it pisses me off. <laughs> I'm going, they need to freaking talk about this guy's voice a little bit more. But um, he's good at everything. This song is killer crunch, and not a bad song yet on it. And Lee, I heard you go, uh, what do you mean? No, no, that that was a burp. Oh, that's a burp. <laughs> I forgot okay. to uh, um, put the, the microphone off. Oh, okay, well, that was a weak but, burp. I heard you no, burp better no, than that. that. No, it, it, it was a... Uh, non-judgmental burp <laughs> i know i've heard your judgmental burps are pretty weird but um <laughs> yeah and then we get to the next song your lies which sunny picks so here's your lies on the freeform rock podcast
Okay, that was your lies. Why'd you pick the song, uh, Sonny? I absolutely love the lyrics here, and I love the melody. And the lyrics read like a poem. So it, I think he must have wrote the lyrics first. I also can't tell if the song's about I know you're lying and I keep falling for it in a relationship, or is this like God versus devil? I'm not quite too sure. Love the breakdown. You know, you... He doesn't do that too often in songs, but it works here, and the guitar solo's got a ton of feel. It's one of my favorite songs on the album. What did you think about it, Lee? I will say, Sonny, that this was one that I was thinking of picking, but you picked it instead. But anyway, this is a cool song that sounds like 70s rock. It would have been great for Bad Company. It's laid back, but with a groove and a cool sound. I dig it. Yeah, I agree with both of you. There he goes, showing off his bass skills again. I think the drums is his weakest of what he could play, but everything else is just freaking on top. I think he just does little drum beats here, but I don't think he's that best a drummer, but it works him with, with the solo stuff. Um, but also, man, this song has a groove, and mainly the way he's vocalizing the song. Another great one. Uh, but Lee says, I love everything. I already said that earlier. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. You not only love everything, but you say everything. 
I say everything. I try to say something different because you always call me out. You always say that. You always say that. Uh, you know, I try to pick my words different because I think one podcast I did pick my words different. You go, hey, I like that. You're saying something different. <laughs> I'm trying to say something. I remember I said that, and I remember I'm hoping that you'll not continue saying the same thing over and over again just because it worked the first time. It would be like if um, Ace Brilliant Kiss mentioned before he, during a song, he mentioned, by the way, in 1975 at this concert, I did this solo, so I want to know what you think. And then... <laughs> saying that over and over and over and over again and did the same solo it's like ruining the magic just do what's magical and leave it and then do something else later when the moment comes hey hey sonny you're a kiss expert did ace Frehley ever do that <laughs> do the same um, so <laughs> i have to do a warp thing anyway go on sonny so I have a thing with my kids. I'll say, so who's playing guitar? And they can always tell when it's Ace because it's he will repeat the same lick five times before he moves to the next note and repeat the lick five times. I love Ace. He's my guy in Kiss, but that is who he is. That, that, that's my guy in Kiss. So Lee, there you go. I copy Ace. Uh... It's better than copying Paul Stanley, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but then we get to the track number nine, Living in Bliss. What do you think of this one, Sonny? So here's where Richie makes it tough to be a fan. It's almost country. It's got a catchy chorus. And he does things that I love, like those earworms. That second vocal shows up about the 248 mark, where it's underlaying and just creating a little different of a feel. And I usually love the the topic of, hey, I'm leaving. I don't exactly know why, but I think I'm be happier anyway. Like, it's just kind of like take that chance um, until, you know, don't stay here until we start throwing plates at each other. But where he loses me on this song is at the end. So that last part of the song, my guess, was written for something else, and he forced it into here. And if he had a producer that was not involved in the songwriting, most likely somebody says, leave that out because that don't fit. And because you don't have anybody controlling you, you end up leaving it in. So the song's a little choppy for me. It's probably, it's my least favorite on this album. What do you think of Living in Bliss, Lee? Well, first of all, I will say, Sonny, you're the kind of guy who, if you had a horrible spaghetti and meatballs dinner and you were a critic, you could point out the 42nd peppercorn that was <laughs> and talk about how good that one little tiny shake of peppercorn was. So you can pick out the one good needle in the big haystack. So I have to say kudos for you for picking out anything good in the song because <laughs> what I think is... Um, Richie Kotzen could have given this song to Trisha Yearwood, and I still wouldn't buy it, but at least it would make more sense for her to do this annoying song. It's the second worst song on the album. 
Yeah, I agree with both of you, man. I, I like the way he harmonizes with himself. That's about it. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, it's like what? Like, what's that uh, Big Love by Fleetwood Mac where freaking, uh, what's his name, sounds like a woman, Lindsey Buckingham, where he's, ah, ooh, ah, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of this song. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. This is the worst song on the album. But uh, let's get to the last song on the album, My Angel. What do you think about this one, uh, Sonny? All right, so I'm going to give this song a lot of love because I got a feeling Lee's not going to like it. So <laughs> you're right. I absolutely love this ballad. You could hand this to Luther Vandross. He kills it. That whole in the middle where the ooze come and it kind of makes it a gospel feel and then he's screaming that next line. Very, very preachy. Um, the br bridge was very cool. Then, you know, you get this don't stop believing type guitar soloing on the outro. <laughs> This thing absolutely kills it in 1988. It's 10,000% better than anything Poison did, including Every Rose Has His Thorn. This thing would have been a major hit. What do you, what do you think about it, Lee? And that's like saying one piece of mildew is better than the other piece of mildew, and that's only get <laughs> out your mouth. And when you chewed it the second time, you got more used to it. Anyway, my angel. Oh boy. Um, when, 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 when you mentioned don't stop believing, I was like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to stop believing what you say. I I'm knew so it. No, 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 you're okay. No, no. Sonny, I, I respect you. I just, um, it, it affected me. But anyway. He hates, anyway. he hates escape. My angel, um, okay. Richie Cotson probably knew that way too many people cover Bob Dylan's song, I Shall Be Released. So he wrote his own song, which sounds a lot like it, and it's just as bad. It's tied for worst song on the album. Oh, my God. Uh, the track listing, the last two songs should have been in the middle. Uh, I think they should have put freaking, uh, what was it? I, the song you picked, Lee, Till You Put Me Down as the ending yeah. song of this album. Yeah. I don't like it when it ends it with a... I don't like slow songs ending an album because I always want to be wanting to hear the next album. This song made me not want to hear the next album. It's pretty weak. And the scream... I, this guy could sing all genres. But, uh... And uh, at least he didn't try to do hip-hop like Chris Cornell on the album screen. I love... I don't like this song. <laughs> it's a bad song. Uh, you haven't heard all the albums. There's hip-hop on some of the albums. He has hip hop on some of the albums. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this is his 14th solo album, so I bet there's some hip hop. Yeah. That Chris Cornell album, I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what is this shit? You just made a good album before this, and then he went hip hop, and then he went back to fucking Soundgarden. Thank God. <laughs> like, God, I don't like this song at all. <laughs> I agree with you, Lee. Right on. Right on. So we do agree. And then yeah, we yeah drunk to forget um um what you said earlier so so don't remind me because i'm in a good mood all right so uh sunny before we go i know you promoted it in the first the first of the show but promote your stuff at the end, end before we get into tracks of the week yeah so growing up rock is my main podcast been around five years uh we do interviews themed episodes game shows we really love doing the game shows uh, me and Stephen Michael, we didn't know each other, met each other five years ago, started a podcast, boom. About a week before I started Growing Up Rock, Podcast Rock City called, 
and asked if I wanted to join. So I've been on Podcast Rock City for five years. The Podcast Rock City, though, has been around nine years. Uh, Joe Polo's the head guy there. And it's all KISS Podcasts, so we're live on YouTube on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, you know, I'm out there. I, I love doing this. It's a great hobby. It, you know, it gets me away from my professional job, and I get to talk music. Yeah, you and Kristen's actually do a KISS podcast. <laughs> and, and Aaron, dude. You guys should do it. You guys are huge. You're not Kit. You're not the bad KISS fans. You're the cool KISS fans. <laughs> I, I like your your little thing you do in growing up rock where you get the kiss thing of the week or whatever yeah that's pretty cool cool because i learned stuff from you i'm not a huge kiss fan i like kiss i love ace ace is my guy like you said ace is your guy ace is my guy i like ace but uh thank you for being on the show again but we'll get to your tracks of the week and uh you pick never look back from eclipse a band that chris senzak always pimps and I, I can't get into them for some reason. I like harmonies and European rock. I just can't get into this band for some reason. I tried, but it, it's a cool song. I just don't like it. <laughs> so why did you pick Eclipse? You like this band a lot, or you just like Chris? Or <laughs> I absolutely love Eclipse. So uh, I, it came on my radar 2017. I go on the Monsters of Rock cruises every year, and they were supposed to be on the Monsters of Rock cruise, and I had not heard them. So I always wanted, you know, at least listen to a little bit of it. And I heard two or three songs, absolutely fell in love with these guys. To me, they're 80s Whitesnake, Bon Jovi, Europe, and like modern rock all blended into one. And man, they can write a hook. So if you love that 80s hair metal that was all over MTV, the slick production, the big anthemic choruses, man, Eclipse is your jam for sure. I'm wondering. Um, um, when, when when you mentioned this stuff, I just thought I would ask you, do you know of Star Castle or have any opinion on them? Just I don't curious. know. I don't know who Star okay. Castle is. Yeah. Okay, because they sound exactly like the kind of music that you're talking about, but better. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah I, I've tried to get into because a Star Castle album. And, and and I'll pick one that, that I think is really good. Good. I like albums that you pick that are good. Because the ones you pick bad just to mess with me are horrible. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, Eclipse. I've tried to get into them because Chris really talks about them a lot. I don't know. I think it's the guy's vocals. I think it's King Diamondish to me. It's just like really, really high in the mix. Uh-huh. I just, I don't know. I love Bon Jovi. I love Europe. I love the modern Europe. I love the old Europe. I love those bands. I love Whitesnake. And I don't understand why I don't like Eclipse. There's something that just grates on me. So, but it's I'll cool, man. Because I didn't listen to it yet, but I will listen because I want to know how I think. Yeah, I want to know how you think. We'll talk oh, about that later. Lee will absolutely hate it <laughs> because of the OOOs and it's peppy and poppy and rocking at the same time. Lee would absolutely hate this. I like OOOs. As That's long as it's not it. like Melissa Manchester, it <laughs> at least has a very small fighting chance. <laughs> oh, my God. But then, Lee, you picked a great song, Bad Company Heartbeat. Yeah. It. I love that song. And then I picked a, a New Journey song, Let It Rain. I think Neil is, like, kicking ass on the guitar on this track. And uh, 
everybody should go check out the new uh, Journey album, Freedom. It's really fucking good. It has a lot of ballads on it. I think I've said this on my uh, Freeform Rock Show on thatmetalstation.com because I do play this. Play a lot of the new tracks off that album and it has a lot of ballads, but the rocking songs are just just, just like old freaking Journey. Not Escape Journey, Lee. <laughs> but it's really good. Okay. Hey, okay. Thank you for thank yeah, for mentioning that. I sent you the video. You didn't watch it? Listen to it? I would. Were you scared to I, listen to it? No, no. I, I was just in the middle of doing other stuff. Yeah. Lee does a lot of jazz, which is really cool, man. But uh, yeah. check out his, uh, his YouTube channel. He really kicks ass. And uh, he does a lot of good episodes with Charles Trainer, man. Check that out, too, on his podcast. But uh, then, Lee, we got uh, Don't Worry Yet, which is really cool, man. I love it when you sing. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I love your voice. It's very eclectic. And I very picked that unique. one. Someone commented that they liked it, so I forgot how it sounded. But I thought, well, if someone liked it, I'll send it. All right, man. Sonny, Sonny Pooney, I would like to thank you for being on here, man. I know we're a mess. We didn't argue as much as we did with Chris. But <laughs> so we're not as much the married couple this yeah, time. We we did we didn't argue as much as Chris where he goes, Dad, mom and dad, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, cousin, cousin, stop. Stop. <laughs> but Chris No, I appreciate fun. I appreciate the invite. Uh lots of fun. Anytime. All right. Yeah, hey, we'll take you up on that. <laughs> You're a class act, and, 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 and I'm glad to have you on the show. You you, you do know your music, and, and I give you thumbs up. <laughs> Thanks, Lee. But, but you do uh, realize, Sonny, next time you're on, it's a Lee pick. So oh, yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Lee will pick... I'll, I'll pick something special. <laughs> yeah, I bet you will, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. This is the end of the Richie Constant Into the Black interview. Uh, not interview. Uh, album. Fucking whiskey. <laughs> there it goes again. Uh, all right, Lee, say goodbye, man. Goodbye.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.